Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 97 of In the Middle of It. The podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so excited that you guys are with me today. So I am going to start off this episode by sharing a little bit of a story with you guys. When I was 12, I grew six inches in 12 months. Yeah, that's half an inch a month. And the growing pains alone from that were excruciating. And in addition to just the insult of having to wear high waters because we couldn't keep me in jeans long enough, there was this horrible awkwardness that came from my brain not being caught up to where my limbs were. So if you haven't experienced that kind of growth spurt, what that meant was whenever I would like extend my arm or walk a step, well, my brain hadn't caught up with how much longer those limbs were from literally the day before because I was growing so fast. So it led to, for lack of a better word, because I really don't like this word, I feel like it's a little bit negative, but it led to this level of awkward klutziness because I just didn't have any kind of mind-body awareness because I was growing so fast. In fact, I was well into my 30s before I got the hang of the connection between the physical feelings I was having and how they impacted me mentally and emotionally. Was I feeling cranky and out of sorts? Yeah, that means I'm hungry or tired. Or are my shoulders tight and my jaws achy? Well, that probably means I've got some anxiety going on and that's where I'm holding it. So I'm on this lifelong journey to connect all of the dots that make up me, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual sides of me. And I really want the same things for my teens. I want them for your teens too. So this week is the second in a four-part series where my friend Kelly Abernathy and I are sharing some strategies that will help you show your teens how to practice that mind-body awareness. And like I mentioned last week in episode 96, Kelly is a registered yoga teacher with over 500 hours of specialized training. She has a passion for helping others and she volunteers a very generous amount of her time serving and mentoring crisis survivors. Now she has put together for in the middle of it, this amazing set of what she calls Zoom busters for teachers and parents to do with students. Now we all know that it is difficult for anyone to sit in a computer hour after hour but that's especially so for teens. And these Zoom busters are these three to five minute stretching and breathing exercises that you can do with your students to help them reset and refocus. And bonus, you can use them too. So I'm thinking that there are so many of us right now who are at our computers for hours on end each day, whether we're in an office or we're doing you know, virtual meetings and things like that. So um, these are great for us to use too. And I have to say, I have been using these exercises since Kelly and I went over them because they are so great at resetting and refocusing me when I need to get stuff done. Now there are six Zoom Buster sets and they can be done individually for shorter breaks or Kelly has set it up so that you can do them consecutively if you want a more full body stretch and exercise. 
Now, in the last episode, Kelly and I talked about the importance of setting up proper posture before each of the Zoom Busters. And there's a video in my show notes at theishgirl.com forward slash EP97 if you want to check out what that looks like. And anytime Kelly refers to the setup posture, that's what she's talking about. So if you haven't watched or listened to it, I encourage you to do so before moving on to any of these actual exercises. So today, Kelly is walking us through the first two Zoombuster sets. The first is for the shoulders, and the second is for the face. And yes, you heard that right. Who knew how much stress we could hold in our face? So you're just going to have to listen to find out what that is all about. Now, there are videos demonstrating each of these Zoombusters also in those show notes, again, at theishgirl.com forward slash EP97. So be sure and check those out. For now, let's jump in and get started with Kelly. Now, I do have to brag on Kelly a little bit here because being the superstar that she is, she has gone so far and above what I imagined in my head this would be, where she has gone through, she's created six sets of exercises and they're, they can each be done in three to five minute segments, but she's created it in such a way that if you had a longer block of time, you could go through them one by one consecutively and it's a whole little class basically. Did I get that right, Kels? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to let her get started. And if you're listening to this um, as a podcast, just know that I'm going to have little clips of the, of our talk right now that we're doing so that you can actually go and see her movements if you want if you want to know a little bit more about those exercises and I'll have all that on the show notes so you can check that out at theishgirl.com. Well I'd also say too so we're going to be in a comfortable seated seat um, so having a comfortable straight back chair or stool would be ideal preferably a chair where our feet can be on the floor and then also having a scarf strap that is, or a towel that's long enough to hold at each end and extend your arms fully. Here's mine. Yes, I'm holding up a, a beautiful green and blue and white scarf. Yes. Oh, and you have a beautiful blue and white one. Yes, love it. Well, we'll celebrate color too in this. <laughs> so beginning with that beautiful posture that we talked about, again, I would urge everyone to plant the feet very firmly on the floor. If possible, even spread the toes. So you can do that a little bit, even with shoes on. And then we'll feel that grounding through both sits bones and feel that energy rising up. And we lift those shoulders up and we pull them back and then we drop them all the way down. Take a moment here. Maybe you can lower them a little bit more. A lot of us tend to walk around with our shoulders way up by our ears. So once they're all the way down, then think about softening the face. So here's a place as a teacher, I would definitely be looking at the screen and perhaps reminding students to lower a chin or to pull their shoulders back. Or again, verbal cues are hard for a lot of people too, for all of us really. You may see students with their shoulders still up here. So again, maybe ask them to tap their shoulders and drop them all the way down. So Amy just described having some kind of word where you could snap 
them back into this alignment so that they can keep practicing that over would be a wonderful thing because it is the foundation for um, for all of these particular exercises. And really it's just a good, um, good foundation for general focus when you're on a screen for a long part of the day. So the first set, approximately three to five minutes, is designed with more attention to shoulders where we carry so much stress. So again, we will do some shoulder rolls where we pull the shoulders up and we really pull them together as almost like you were going to hold a pencil between your shoulder blades and then drop them. And so we're just doing these beautiful shoulder rolls, releasing, and then let's go the other way. So up, forward, and down. One more of these perhaps, just really settling in and enjoying this. We'll do some gentle rolls with the chin. So dropping the chin to the chest, and it may or may not touch completely, just allow the back of the neck to settle. Even the youngest of all of us, sometimes we feel some tension in our neck, so give it a moment. And then very gently roll your chin to the right, keeping it close to the chest. Look over to the right side of the room and then roll it back through center and over to the left, looking at the left side. This movement, as you may notice, simulates the movement of the pendulum of a clock. So let's roll back through center and over to the right one more time, checking in to see if the shoulders are still very relaxed. Roll back through center, over to the left again. And then let's come back to center and then gently elevate the head again and bring the chin back to level. And just take a moment to feel. Sometimes it's important to just encourage, for all of us, I think it's very important to encourage that body awareness and just realize what it feels like when your, the body is starting to relax. And so now we'll add a little bit of work with a chair. Go ahead and hook your fingers around the bottom of the left side of your chair. And this is just for stability, again, because we're trying to keep the hips level, feet on the floor, that chin is up, and then we'll simply drop the right ear over to the right shoulder. So this is just a of the head, stretching out the left side of the neck. And most of us are actually going to feel that beautiful relaxation wave from the bottom of the left ear down the side of the left neck, left side of the neck, and perhaps all the way into the arm. Come back to center. Again, just take a moment to feel. Notice the way the left side of the neck now feels. Inhale, drop the left ear over to the left shoulder. And again, just feel that right side of the neck. And come back to center. The reason we hook our hands under the chair is so we don't have anybody falling out of the chair. 
<laughs> because it's very easy, you know, when people have it for people to just kind of flop over. But we want that alignment. We want the grounding. We want the grounding in our firm foundation. So this movement is very much just the upper body. Then after that, we actually will do a very fun, I think, breathing exercise. And even though we want to encourage everyone to breathe through their nose, not their mouth, for health reasons, there's so many. But in this particular exercise, let it all out with an open mouth ha. So it'll be a nice inhale with an open mouth ha sound. So it will sound like inhale, so that's the exhale. You're opening your mouth and exhaling with your mouth open. And exhaling the ha. Yeah, sorry. So in through the nose, out through the mouth. Okay. So inhale. Inhale. And this is where, too, you, there's so many different ways you, you'll find yourself adapting these exercises. Perhaps you um, since some students aren't able to stand up and they are confined to a chair, they'll be sitting, but maybe you want to encourage them to stand up and they can actually like lift their arms up with an inhale to create that space and then simply collapse down. So inhale up. Again, there's just, it's just the joy of the movement and the breath. And something I probably should have set up at the beginning a little better after the posture was that an inhale is usually going to be an elevated or an opening up type of movement with the body. And then the exhale is going to be more the contraction or the bend. So again, it would be inhale up, exhale, contract or bend. So just a little side note to help you, you with some cueing, because again, we're going to have to explain all these things verbally. We're not in a situation where we can help with, you know, physical adjustments. Then we would move on to the next set of, and again, this can be just a standalone set with shoulders. Then you go back curriculum. But if we add another Zoom Buster break, this would be more giving attention to the face. And the first thing we would do would be to set up that lovely posture and have that fun, you know, keywords, zoom or whatever it is that people are going to understand that, okay, that's my cue to actually physically go into an appropriate, that appropriate posture. So let's just start with a smile. And it may feel kind of goofy, but it also may start some giggles, which is always a fun thing. But just having everybody smile into the screen is always a lovely way to start. And then we'll add some jaw relaxers. So just, again, level here, eyes are straight ahead, moving the jaw from side to side. Again, kind of a fun thing. And then forward and back. There the giggles that you're talking about. Not only do I giggle, but if you're like me, I also feel how much tension I have that I'm releasing with that jaw movement because Absolutely. we so much around our jaw. 
my jaws are actually clicking as we do this. <laughs> so you feel that it is true that we carry so much tension in our face. And so it's really lovely to, to do those. And then one of my personal favorites is yawning, which, hey, who knew? <laughs> opportunity to yawn four or five times. And it's contagious. And be sure to look at everyone on the screen because it will help you yawn bigger and wider because of the contagion. Just the power of suggestion, I yawned just now. And when we were talking about this originally, I shared my kids used to sit in the backseat of the car and they would yawn. And it took us a while, but we figured out they were trying to make us yawn, <laughs> like my husband and I, when we would be on road trips. So they would see how long it would take for us to start yawning too. And I'm going to yawn. And probably not very long. Mm -mm, not very long at all. Like that, yes, I'm a, such a contagious yawner. Well, yawn is a wonderful thing. In fact, there's some, um, one of the books I read recently, the neurologists say that it's on the, their list of the top 20 things you can do for your brain. Because yawning actually fires both sides of the brain. And obviously, they're an inappropriate and appropriate time to travel. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So you do have to be a little selective on when you choose this, but yawning is one of the great relaxers. And look at Amy. I'm telling you, like all you have to do is say yawn and I'm off and running. <laughs> Ready, definitely. So, and then of course, just like after yawning, it's just fun moment where we all giggle together. So, <laughs> so silly. <laughs> When you it feels a little forced, but oh my gosh, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, so have a little giggle break, and then we'll close out again this very brief series of fasters with um, a gentle breathing exercise involving the face. And so this is called alternate nostril breathing. We would bring our index finger and our middle finger to the forehead, the space between the eyebrows. The, the right thumb would hover over the nostril. The left ring finger hovers over the left nostril. Well, on the same hand though, right? Like you're using one hand, so it's... Only one yeah. hand, and so the other hand, good question, yeah. is relaxed in the lap. So you're very relaxed. And again, you've set up that costume. You've said you're or whatever it is. So you are sitting up straight and tall. And then we begin by closing off the right nostril with the right thumb and inhaling through the left nostril. And then gently exhale left. Close that nostril off. Inhale through the right. Pause. Exhale through the right. Close off the right nostril with a thumb. Inhale through the left. Exhale through the left. Close off with the ring finger. Inhale through the right. Pause, exhale through the right. Close it off. And then just lower that hand to your lap and perhaps 
go inward, encourage your students to maybe close their eyes and just feel their nostrils. And we've talked about the power of the nose and nose breathing. Alternate nostril breathing is something that really kind of just wakes us up to that sensation of air passing through the nose. Well, and also with the breathe book, I, I learned, and I think you and I talked about how each side of the nostril has a different effect on your brain. So breathing out of one side, out of the left side, I think activates the logical part of your brain, or I, I get it confused, but. <clears throat> the left side activates the right side, which is creativity and imagination. Okay. And the parasympathetic nervous system. And breathing into the right side activates the left side of the brain, which has a lot to do with our ability to think logically and linearly. So lots of things with math and words coming from that side of the brain, whereas the beautiful side of the brain with the imagination, it might be more like colors or artistic scenes that come. So it's fascinating how all that works, but we obviously want to use both. And some of us, to your point about not being able to breathe through the nose, some of us notice with alternate nostril breathing that we breathe much more smoothly through one side rather than the other. Yes. And one thing I like to suggest is that um, for those people that have discovered that, just relax with it, just notice it, don't judge it, but perhaps practice more where you can have the help of, you know, the warm, the warm water and see if you can kind of notice how you can open up the other side a little bit. I think you can have a little bit. Are you saying to practice in the shower or is that what you, yeah. Yeah, okay. practice in the okay. shower and having, you know, just being able to do it with a little steam is helpful. So again, that's Zoom's buster number two. Again, thank you so very much to Kelly. She has just put so much love and time and effort in designing these for the teachers and parents and teens out there. And what I particularly love about these two Zoom Busters is the way that she has drawn our attention to that mind-body awareness that I talked about earlier. I love how she's having the kids think about where they're holding that tension. And I feel like we can really empower our teens if we can help them notice and be aware of where they're holding the tension and pair that with teaching them these Zoom Busters so that whenever they're feeling that kind of tension, they on their own can do those exercises and just be empowered to use really good self-care in those areas. Now, last week, Kelly and I talked about the book Breath by James Nestor. And because we practiced alternate nostril breathing today, if you remember, I was a little bit sketchy on it. I really did want to do a bit of research to make sure I understood and knew more about it. And I am sharing what I discovered in that research with you here. So first of all, when you breathe through your right nostril, what it does is it speeds up your circulation and it warms your body. It increases your cortisol levels and your blood pressure and your heart rate. It also activates the sympathetic nervous system, which is kind of the fight, flight, freeze mechanism in your body. And 
that right nostril breathing also increases blood flow to the left hemisphere of your brain, specifically to your prefrontal cortex. And that left side of your brain is also associated with logical decisions and language and things like computing. Whereas your left nostril, when you breathe through it, it's connected to your parasympathetic system, which is more of the rest and relax side of things. It helps lower blood pressure, it cools your body, and helps reduce anxiety. It shifts your blood flow to the right side of your brain, and that hemisphere of your brain is associated with your creative thoughts and forming mental abstractions, and it also is involved in the production of negative emotions. Now, learning about all that and reading about all that and Thinking back to this cross hemisphere concept of, you know, the, when you take action on the left side of your body, it activates your, the right side of your brain. And when you activate the right side of your body, it activates the left side of your brain. So thinking about that cross body theory or concept really reminded me of an activity that I used to do in my classroom to help my kids, whether they were lethargic or if they were kind of antsy. And this activity really helped them to refocus and reset as well. And I wanted to share it because it's fun. I'm definitely not doing a video because, oh my goodness, you look so ridiculous doing it, which is part of the fun of doing it with your students. So I'd have the students stand up and hold up their left hand, cross it over their body and hold on to their right earlobe. So left hand across the body to the right earlobe. Then I'd have them lift up their right hand, cross it over their body to hold their nose. So what that looks like is your left arm is closest to your body. You're holding onto your earlobe with it. Your right arm is crossed over in front of that left arm and you're holding your nose. So once I got the kids set up in that position, which to be honest, sometimes took a little bit, I would then have them stand on one foot and then they would rotate in a circle by hopping. And so they'd, they'd hop until they were, you know, they'd circle around until they were facing me again. And let me tell you, it was not easy for them to do that. And who am I kidding? It wasn't easy for me to hop on that one foot. It, it, you know, it's easy to get out of balance that way. And so having to focus all your attention on keeping your hands where they're supposed to be and staying balanced and turning around, it really gave them a mental break from whatever work we were doing. And it also helped to focus and settle them and get them back into a better state for learning. And what I also think with all of this, with these cross hemisphere, cross body activities, is that if you can talk to your students about which side of the brain they identify with most, and then explain to them which of these breathing exercises or, or fun little activities like I shared, um, which ones activate which sides of the brain, then again, you're empowering them to use those strategies to help maybe activate the side of the brain that, that is the most challenging for them. Okay, so as I mentioned before, during the upcoming two episodes of In the Middle of It, we're gonna wrap up this series with Kelly. And in each of those, she is gonna share more Zoom Busters and I'll be posting videos for each of them 
in my show notes. So make sure you're checking back to listen and watch those. And at the conclusion of these four episodes, I am also going to have all the cues for each Zoom Buster put into a free PDF so that you can download that and you can use it for queuing your students if you would like. So I hope you guys will tune back in and check that out and download it so you can use it. And as you use these, I would love, love, love to see what that looks like for you guys. If you want to take a screenshot and share it via social media or email with me, again, keeping in mind, of course, your students' privacy. And if you put it on social media, tag me so that I can see what you're up to and how it's working out for you. I'm just super curious to know if this is helpful in your classroom too. Okay, friends. From an ish girl who is so happy that fall is here, and can I just tell you that my very favorite smell this fall is the leaves candle or scent that you can find at Bath and Body Works. It is my absolute favorite, so check that out if you can. I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together. <laughs>